Welcome to Stroke of Luck Radio. On this episode, we talk to legendary Brooklyn rapper Master Ace. Hope you enjoy. Hey, how's it going, man? What's up, yo? Hey, how you been, mate? Straight, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. What's happening? Oh, not much. Thanks so much for um taking your time out to interview with us. It means a lot because we're just starting up with like a little hip hop radio station in in Sydney. So, thanks so much. Australia. How's yeah. everything out there? <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, going great. It's going well. The COVID thing's settled down, so it's going really well at the moment. Yeah. That's good. When man. was the last time you get back? Yeah. In Australia? Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, the last time I was there, I did some, li- uh, some live band shows. I want to say that was 2016 or 17. Maybe it's 2017. Oh, yeah. Can um, you, guys, you guys can hear me, right? Yeah, we got yeah. you. You cut out a bit for a second there, but yeah, we got you good. Okay. Um, 2017 is some... the last time I was out there. Oh, yeah, nice. We're just going to run through some questions and um, starting like back where it all started. So what was it like for you growing up in, in Brownsville? Um, it was a lot of fun, man. Um, I had a good time, yeah. you know, as, as a kid playing in the neighborhood, you know, um, I, People consider Brownsville to be a dangerous area. Um, it's more dangerous for people that aren't from there than people that are, you know, that live there. At least when I was coming up, it's probably different now. Um, no, it is different now. But yeah. back then, everybody knew each other. You know, played different games, hung out, swam, swam in a swimming pool. It was a million different little neighborhood games yeah. that we played, and um, it was a lot of fun, especially in the summertime. That was like the most fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, nice. Um, so, I know you went to college. Um, yeah. What was your experience with that? And, um, like, what made you want to get into hip-hop from, from that, I guess? I was, into, I was into hip-hop way before college. I was already, you know, um, DJing, uh, popping, uh, writing a little graph in the neighborhood. I was doing all that stuff before I even got to high school. Um, and then it just became more... Uh, once I was in high school, I was I was doing it even more, um, you know, writing graph and DJing and stuff like that. And then I started rhyming. Yeah. Like, probably when I first year of high school, I started started rhyming a little bit. Um, and so, you know, w- when I got to college, I was already full-fledged. Like, I had rhymes. I thought I was pretty good. I was I was ready yeah. to I – have, I had lyrics to go when I got to college. Yeah, right. Yeah, nice. Because yeah, we asked about that because you know we're we're here in college in Sydney, Australia. It's our first year, so yeah. Nice. We, nice. We got a little college radio show, and we know someone else that had a little college radio show, Stretch and Bob. And yeah, you know they're like a big inspiration for us. Yeah. And I was wondering if you remember your first time, like first time you ever heard there. of them, or yeah. first time you met them. 
I don't remember the first time I met them, and I, I don't remember the first time I was on the show because I've been on the show so many times. Um, yeah. In the 90s, like I, I've probably been on their show five times, five, six times, you know, and you always rhyme when you go up there. Um, so I don't remember the first meeting, but, you know, growing up in, in, in coming up in New York in the 90s, especially, like everybody knew each other. We saw each other at parties. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was the same people that you would run into everywhere, wherever you were going. Um and when I was in college, actually, funny enough, I used to be up at, at our college radio station, WRIU, um, the university station. And I I learned a little bit about radio being up there. I would help out, answer the phone sometimes. Uh, I would say I, I did a couple of radio promos where I did some raps or whatever for the station. Um, and, yeah, it was a yeah. guy named BJ, BJ the DJ who who was um, on the air back then. And uh, later on, a guy named Curdy Cut. Uh, was was on the station as well, uh, Mike Weeks. Those those, those were like late, later on guys, but yeah, I spent a lot of yeah. time at the radio station in college myself. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, just moving on to like how you got your name. Um, we heard your old graffiti tag was Ace, and that's how you got your rap name. Um, what was the story not, behind? Not exactly. Not exactly. Oh, not exactly. Um, I was writing something. Else. Yeah, I, I didn't start writing Ace till much later, but uh, I saw oh, I did okay. I saw a graffiti I saw a graffiti piece in my neighborhood, um, and it had a mm -hmm. it had an Ace the, the graffiti artist put an Ace of Spade in the in in the uh, in the art, and that just gave me the idea. Like oh, I okay. thought that was kind of cool, so I was like, I'm gonna call myself yeah, Ace. Yeah. And back th back then it was Master Grandmaster, so I just threw Master on on the front uh -huh. of it. Just, just to make it sound more complete, so I, I went with I went with Master Ace. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, just so our one of our favorite albums of all time is um Disposable Arts, and um, mine too. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we we saw that you uh, recorded at um seventy eight eighty eight studios. Um, yeah. For that album. So yep. what was like atmosphere there? And how did that environment sort of help that album become what it was? Such a classic. At that time, a lot had a lot had happened in my career, um, and you know the New York New York the New York scene the New York music scene had pretty much written me off. Um, yeah. You know, um, I had I was signed to a, a label out in L.A. and New York kind of felt felt that I was down with the, with the West Coast as opposed to where I was from, the East Coast. And so I was kind of yeah. written off. Um, I, I came back to New York and signed to a label in, the, in New York, and I started working on the album um, a year and a half into working on this album. And then the label just decided to not to put the album out and drop me from the label. And so all of that kind of went on and, and made me just really feel a little bit disenchanted with the industry. I... I felt like I was done. I felt like I didn't want to rhyme no more. I, I said I'm gonna yeah. try to get a job, get a job at a radio, at a at a um at a record label to see if I could maybe get a job at a at a label. Then I could sort of change things from the inside. Um, I just didn't like yeah. the way the industry was just throwing throwing artists away the way they were doing. And so you know, my goal was to try to get a job and change things that way. Uh, 
Yeah. I never got that. I never got that job. So in 2000, um, I did a tour in, in, in Europe. I went to the UK and then a couple of spots in Germany. And um, to my surprise, there were actually fans that were still feeling me and still into the music that I had put out. And when I came yep. back from that, when I came back from that tour in 2000, um, that's when I decided I'm gonna go back and do one more record because I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to go out as going out where everybody said I was done. Uh, I didn't have anything else to offer for the game. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna go out on my own terms. So I went in the studio and started working on disposable arts uh, with the understanding uh, from my, my partners, Filthy Rich and DJ Rob, um, that they were going to let me make the album that I wanted to make. I didn't want, I didn't want any input. I didn't want any suggestions. I didn't want any, yeah. you know, I didn't, I didn't want any feedback. I just wanted to go in. It was going to be my final album, so I wanted to go in and just do exactly what I wanted to do, let the chips fall where they may. At least I would go out and make the final statement that I wanted to make before I was really finished with the music business. And who knew that that album would turn into an extension, a 20-year extension on a career? Never, never would have thought that. Yeah. And I saw, like, on the documentary, like, heaps of producers and, and different artists um, who were, ended up going onto the album um, yeah. came in. Did that really, like, help um, just create energy for the, for the album and, like, the creative process? I mean, that, stu that studio was definitely a place. There was always people coming through there, producers, beats. People was dropping off beat CDs all the time. And um, yeah. back then, you know, I would, listen to, I would listen to anything. Like, I wasn't about a, the name of the producer. I was more about, the, the, do these beats make me feel like I want to write something? And so... Yeah. I was taking beat CDs from a bunch of different people, cats I never heard of. And I would find, I was just finding the right music and be, being inspired to write these songs that, that, that eventually became that album. Yeah, right. Um, just in terms of your collaboration with Marco Polo, how did you like uh, initially meet him? And how did that sort of chemistry... Um, become a thing and how you collaborated well you, if you remember i was saying like back then i, I would beat cds from anybody didn't care who the, what the name was um i was in the studio yeah uh at the studio at the studio called the cutting room in new york city and um i was leaving and this young scrawny scrawny white kid came up to me he's like yo i do beats can i give you a beat cd and i was like yeah he gave me the beat cd I left, he had his number on there, I listened to it. I was like, man, like, this kid actually got some skills. Like, I liked the drum programming, and I'm, I'm big on the drums. The drums gotta be right. This, the, you know, the loops, the samples, that's important. Yeah. But if the drums aren't right, it don't matter how dope the sample is. But he, he, had, a, he had a talent for drum programming that the, a lot of guys don't have. And so I called him and I was like, yo, I, I really like you know, the beats that I heard, can you send me some more? And he sent me yeah. another batch. And on that batch, uh, one of the beats was uh, I wound up writing to for a song called Do It Man that's actually on my album A Long Hot Summer featuring Rapper Noid. Um, and so 
He said I could have mm-hmm. that beat in exchange for in exchange for a song for his album. And um, so you know, back then we were doing trades, trade budgets, like to be paying people three thousand dollars for a beat. So I was like, all right, give me that beat, and I'll get I'll do a song for you. And that's how we traded. And that song that I traded for for him for his album was the song called Nostalgia. Yeah, and that's how the relationship began. That's how that's how yeah. that's how it began with us. Yeah, awesome. Um, and on the um, a Brooklyn story um, released in 2018 with Marco Polo, um, what like inspired that um, collaboration? And like, why do you think it worked? It just gelled so well as like a full album collaboration. See, um, we we were friends for ten years plus, leading into yeah. that album. Um, he came and told me a couple times with my, with my group EMC opening up. Him and Torre opened up for us, and I was like, oh six. Yeah. So um, I brought him on the road with me, and then there was a couple times where um, I needed somebody to fill in for my DJ, and he came out and DJed a couple of shows for me. So. You know, when you get on the road with people, um, that's how you really get to know each other and and become a fa- become family, and that's how that's how it really started. So by the time, yeah, you know, by the time uh, nostalgia had million views on YouTube, and you know, we saw that there people really loved that record. I was performing it in all my shows. Um, the fans were yeah. asking for they were asking for an album like can you guys do a whole album I'll do you know do more songs together and we both liked the idea but we had to both be free and available to do it so we, yeah. we had it took a while it took a while for him to be free and me to be free at the same time and finally we got it together you know in in 2017 or 2018 yeah, right. yeah yeah um so obviously recently you've um been on quite a few features, including the um, tremendous um, Emmett Till song, and also the A1. Oh, you heard that? I, yeah, I didn't I even that. know it was out. Did it? Did it come out? Yeah, yeah, it's out on um, it's on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I um, didn't even know that it was officially out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I like that. Out. I like that record. I like that record. Yeah. And um, also the A1 and Phonics um, Everlasting Game, which came out recently. Um, which, which you one? Were on. Which one you you, um, kind of, you you kind of broke up? Oh, uh, it's called Everlasting Game. You know, I have Phonics, to hear it. I don't um, know. yeah, Phonics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I never yeah. knew the name of the song. I never knew the name. I didn't know oh, the name yeah. of the song. So it's called it's yeah, called Everlasting Game. Okay. Yeah, we've been playing that on repeat pretty much. <laughs> um, nice, nice. Um, so I was just wondering, like. What drives you to like keep making music at like such a high level as well? I'm, I mean, I make I make music if I'm inspired to 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 make music. You know, um, I was supposed to start writing this album with the, the new album with Mark. Start writing it last year, 2020, but I wasn't inspired. There was a lot going on in the world, and I just didn't feel yeah. I didn't feel the creative energy to write an album. With what with, with everything that was going on in the world, because I I knew that the album would be about that. It would be every every rhyme would be about you know what was happening, and I didn't yeah. really want to do that. So I just waited, and you know I've been waiting. Um, 
now things are starting to feel a little bit more um, feel better. Mm-hmm. Not there yet, but I'm at least now starting to get inspired. So my the rule yeah. for me is I don't, I don't write until I'm inspired to write. You know, if I don't feel um, inspiration to put lyrics on the page, I don't do it because I don't want I don't want the records to feel forced or sound forced. I want it to be natural, feel natural. Yeah. So that's that's what I do. I wait I wait yeah. for a sign. I wait for a moment. You know, it usually comes sometime. Sometimes it comes four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. I'm laying about to fall back to sleep, and then I get a song about such and such, or and then and that's how that's that's how it begins. Yeah, I, I think that's why you have such great like longevity because you do wait until that perfect uh, moment to make music. Yeah, yeah, you can't force it. You can't um, force creativity. It has to. Ha- it just has to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, just to finish things off, um, we've touched on like um, you going to Australia, um, but I just wanted to ask, like, what's been your experience of Australia, and like, do you think you'll uh, make a return after like the COVID, the whole COVID thing settles down? A bit? Well, Sydney's my favorite city in Australia that I've been to. I love Sydney. It's just, just Sorry. a beautiful city. <laughs> Every time we go there, we have a great yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. The parties are always good. The shows are always really good. Um, yeah. And absolutely want to return once things get back to, you know, quote unquote normal, um, where we can start to travel again and venues can be opened and people can start performing again. I hope that we get back to yeah. that. That's that's the that's the hope. And um, absolutely, you know, because yeah. Marco and I haven't been to Australia to, to, we haven't been on tour in Australia for the Brooklyn Story album. And, and, and maybe, we, maybe we come after we put the new album, both albums under our belt, and then we come out there. We, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> we'll definitely be there. Yeah. Word. Thanks for listening. To watch the live recording of this interview, Check out our YouTube channel, Stroke of Luck Radio. For more hip-hop content, follow our Instagram.